Fake Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. We did it. <laughs> e? This is our once a year Spanish version of the Fake Safety Podcast. That's all I know in Spanish, so it's a short episode. See, <laughs> See, and uno, dos, tres, cuatro. How many of it, our listeners do you think know Spanish beyond what you know? Probably a lot. I feel like libertarian type people, there's a lot of us that know Spanish. But I don't really have any hard numbers on this. This is just an, a guesstimation. Just wild speculation. It is. It's very wild. It's wild and crazy. Little nuts. Little nuts. Tiny little nuts. Pequeño. That's tiny little nuts? No, it's small. So, speaking of small, what happens if you're a small, little, old, frail lady and a f- ex-NFL football player comes up to you, threatens you, and then rears back, ready to punch you in the mouth? What are you going to do? You can't run. You got a walker. Okay, you said ex, so he's not in the NFL anymore? No, I don't. No, he he quit to go punch old ladies. He has okay. dreams. And he's is this the first old lady he's punched after exiting the NFL, or does he have a history of this? Let's go with he left the NFL after his first punching of an old lady to like got his juices flowing, and he was like. That's what I want to do with my life. So he just needed to make room for more punching. Of old ladies, yes. Do you have enough background to know what you would do if you were the old lady? One more clarifying question. Go ahead. As the old lady, do I have an AR-15? Do you want one? I would like one. Have you had $600 to spend on something that you would like to own in the past as an old lady? Like at one time? Yeah. Tough to say. I don't think of myself as being great with money, at least in this scenario where I'm this old woman. My character is very fiscally irresponsible. Well, let's think about all the taxes on iron ore, alloys, Every employee that makes the paint, the iodizing chemicals for the metals, uh, the drill presses that are used to make the barrels and all those. And what if we shedded all, shed all those taxes and government regulations off the cost of an AR-15? I would say you probably cut it damn near in half. But let's just cut 30% off of that. Now, 
somebody with a lot less money could buy a brand new AR-15. Or, say grandma's really bad with money. She goes and gets herself a used one for buck fifty, two fifty, something like that. Now grandma is armed with an AR-15. If she so chooses to be. So you, grandma, mm -hmm. you've got your AR-15. Some man that could kill you with the single backhand is just about to do so. What happens? Well, if I get good with money real quick, in the current economy, I can save for a few years and get a gun to retaliate posthumously mm. because I will have to rise from the dead after being murdered by this man. So, is that what they mean by ghost guns? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I've seen plenty of videos of old or weak, weaker individuals defending themselves and others against very capable armed attackers with firearms. What I haven't seen is extremely weak, weaker populations of people defending themselves and others against very capable attackers with weapons that are not armed. So what I'm, what I'm getting at is what happens when you are armed with a gun? It puts you at a, not a level playing field with other people, with all other people, but it puts you in a closer box. There's a, it's a lot tighter uh, from the bottom to the top. So if you train with that weapon, you can move up even as a very weak person. So... What I'm getting at is people who claim that gun control slash taking guns from people um, and making guns cost more so grandma can't afford one. What that does is that stops grandma from being able to get a gun. Let's just go with the can't afford one. Grandma's not really good with money. Now she just, it's never in her budget. All right. Now Matthew McConaughey, now he's got four or five armed dudes walking with him. Like not only can he afford to pay for them to be armed, but he can afford to pay their, their salary and for them to wear nice suits. Meanwhile, he walks around shirtless or whatever, right? With no deodorant on, apparently. He doesn't wear deodorant, is what I've heard, rumors. All right. So he's giving them the shirt off his back? Yeah. Yeah, just like I do. Um, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is, like, oh, it sounds like real cute to say, 
oh, let's do gun control through taxation and regulation and whatnot. All that does is raise the cost. That means only the rich motherfuckers and criminals have guns. So that means, like, rich people can protect themselves against armed criminals, but poor people are just fucked. Or even slightly less, you know, wealthy people are fucked. Because the cops aren't getting there. And if they do get there, they're not coming in to save your kids. In fact, they're going to try to stop you from doing so. But if you're well-trained and well-armed, maybe you can get around that. Go in there, 75 minutes later, they still haven't done anything. Maybe you were able to get there in 12, 11, 10 minutes with your gun. Were they able to sneak your way in? Take out, buddy. Or you can take another town in Texas as an example where a guy, well, a very well-armed criminal, runs into a church that wasn't a gun-free zone. It was a church that apparently did not have any problems with it. Comes in, extremely well-armed, blasts two people really quick, playing blam, going to shoot more. But in those two shots, an armed patron of the church puts a round in him, stops the threat. And you can watch in the in the video when it happens, like other church people have pulled their guns out at the time and everybody moves in to kick the gun away. And there's like four guns trained on the guy and nobody was there paid to be armed. They just were. They were those kind of people. And yes, two two of the people in that church other than the criminal, lost their lives. Three people died. But that would have been a lot worse circumstance. There was a really crowded church. <laughs> One room. Lots of guns, lots of ammo on the guy. You know. I think a lot of the feelings about videos like that or even just thinking about situations like that is that the answer is pretty difficult and the situation to even wrap your head around or the video or the content is difficult to consume because in order to, in order to to consume any content around, in order to consume any content around defense, it inherently means that you're going to be looking at something that provoked defense, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the idealist view as like a gut response is, okay, how can we prevent this situation from ever occurring, right? The idea is, Let's not fix the symptom. Let's fix the problem, right? So you look at someone comes into this church with a gun and yes, there's a reactive response to it. But I think a lot of folks like myself would typically look at this as something systemic and saying, okay, well, how can we prevent that person from 
ever having done that in the first place. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of things in their personal life, people who knew them, people who were close to them that could have probably headed head some of this off, but you're not we you and I can't be in everybody's business all the time, right? And we are surrounded by people all day long who we know nothing about. And the problem is, is we don't know what's in their heart. It doesn't matter if they have an AR-15, a shotgun, a truck full of fertilizer, any of these things. They can attack us and our families the good thing about humanity is most people don't these are very rare circumstances um your one-off killings like one-on-one robbery killings are a lot more common and we've seen plenty of those defended by weapons too but what I was trying to say is people don't have murder in their hearts most people uh, but most people do have a strong mm, willingness to protect their families and their loved ones and those people greatly outnumber the people with malice to murder in their hearts right so if we can make it more common more socially acceptable to not only own a weapon but learn to shoot a weapon carry a weapon normally uh, with those good people we are putting ourselves our our love loving protective good natured people at a great advantage if we do so because we know that everybody with murder in their heart is gonna get a gun a car an airplane whatever they want their tool to kill they're gonna get it and they're gonna use it to kill somebody all right so like we have to get our tool that we use to protect ourselves and we have to, because we don't protect ourselves on a daily basis and hopefully never have to protect ourselves, it's hard to go through that social stigma of being the guy with the gun. Thank God for, you know, being able to conceal carry um, because you can hide that most of the time. But you shouldn't have that. You should be the guy... The guy with the gun should be the guy who the person who doesn't want to carry a gun should say thank you. You're going through the discomfort, the the financial burden of being that person. Probably the time and training to use that firearm. And you're there to protect you and main you know, first off, you you're only obligated to protect you. 
mean, I guess you're really not obligated to do that either, but most people end up trying to protect others in bad situations like that. So it shouldn't be a negative stereotype. I mean, every time that there's some bad guy with a gun who goes and kills people, they try to stereotype the people, the good guys with guns, is the bad guys. When there was no good guy with a gun there to stop it. But when there was a good guy with a gun there to stop it, they just don't talk about it. Well, again, I think it's... And there's a There's a good explanation for why. I think both of us know why. Yeah, I, I think there's a, I think there's a different reason for why it's not talked about in a media setting versus why someone who's a bit anti-gun would choose to ignore that. Because again, I think it comes back to being reactive versus being proactive. Because let's let let's look at the the actuality of it not the controlled narrative but the actual piece where there are good guys with guns we saw it in this uh most recent media case and we've seen it with many others but there was a good guy with a gun who prevented the bad guy with a gun from doing more harm and more damage so even if we acknowledge that I do think it still begs that question of what would it look like if all of these things went through, right? If we go back through all of these scenarios Mm -hmm. and we repaint them with the idea of red flag laws or age limits and restrictions and stronger background checks, Let's run the scenario. If we go back through all of these situations, would the things that we're proposing have prevented them? So the only thing I can think of that would even apply to the latest school shooting would be the age thing. But you can go back just a little bit back and Kyle Rittenhouse, he didn't, he didn't purchase his gun. It was purchased by a friend because he wasn't old enough to purchase the gun. He was old enough to possess the gun, but not old enough to purchase it. Um, so seems like a pretty easy thing to get around for somebody determined to go kill a bunch of people in a school and all the other ones don't even apply at all there's no contradiction there well what if what if civilians can't buy those weapons at all so you go full restriction yeah then it's not about asking your friend to get it because your friend can't get it either you just get it from the black market like you buy weed. That's an interesting parallel. So 
we're definitely in the end of drug prohibition. At least well, marijuana. At least marijuana. Let's let's mm-hmm. keep the scope narrow because there's a lot of other things mm-hmm. going on and it could complicate the discussion. But for, I think for fentanyl's, cannabis, I think fentanyl's gonna prohibition itself. Seems to be on a horror path for that. Well, I was about to say uh, a lot of the pharmaceuticals, especially in these last two years, there's a really interesting wave there. But if we stick to, yeah, cannabis and how that's been going, I think we're right at the tail end, right? A lot of states and a lot of municipalities have decided that that's just fine. But it's after we've all seen and been well aware that these things are being trafficked everywhere. I can't think of a place. Right. And then good people are being jailed for possessing marijuana. People's lives have been ruined just because they've decided they want to smoke marijuana, but they're good people. That seems very similar, even less justified than somebody trying to protect themselves and their families by owning a weapon. Good people. Yet now they've broke a law. Now they can go to prison. Well, depending on how extreme you take it, someone possessing marijuana won't kill another person. You but can't. somebody protecting their family won't kill another person either, unless needed to. And they've protected other people's lives. Protecting life by killing a person is not the same thing as like taking people's lives. Like you're not a bad guy just because the state deems you owning a gun illegally. Like my point is people who were the bad guy who possessed an ounce of marijuana, right? They weren't bad people, but they were prosecuted like they were bad people. Like what I'm saying is there were people who had an ounce of weed on that were arrested that were bad people. But the fact they had an ounce of weed wasn't wasn't the thing that made them a bad person. And then there was people who had an ounce of weed on them that were perfectly good people, great people, who never hurt anybody, who got charged with the same thing the bad person with an ounce of weed got charged with, right? So what I'm saying is a good person with a gun that has been deemed illegal by the state is now a criminal and is being treated as such whether they are a bad person going to do evil things with that gun or not. I get that. I think the one difference, though, is that if you look at weed. Mm hmm. You have a good person and you have a bad person. A good person with an ounce of weed and a bad person with an ounce of weed have about the same potential to do harm to another person 
with or without that weed. If you have a good person and a bad person and they each have a gun, that bad person now has the potential to do a lot more harm than they did before. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about the quality of the person. And I I totally agree because... I agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying like, that doesn't matter. The, the, The person's choice was to... They decided that the law was not as important for them to follow as protecting their family. They felt like that threat was bigger. Okay, so they have a gun to protect their family. What that has nothing to do with somebody thinking that potential harm could happen or it that's already out there. That that harm is gonna happen. Whether it's fertilizer like we talked about, pipe bombs, cars running through parades, whatever. The harm is out there. The gun in this person's hand is there to help people yet you're willing to put somebody in prison for it but you don't think that you don't think the deterrence work right it's not about them either being evil or not and <clears throat> nothing stopping them evil people are going to do evil things but can you not deter them by making it more difficult for them to do evil things you can deter them from using a particular thing. So, like, my child didn't die from an AR-15 bullet. But, you know, my child died from somebody putting acid in the water in the, or in the milk or whatever injecting the milk uh, cartons with fentanyl. There's all kinds of fucked up ways to kill people. And if you want to kill somebody, you're going to do it. You're going to try, at least. Unless there's a good person with a gun that stops you. And you're a criminal. So what if you if you buy a gun on the black market? I mean, it's a lot less of a risk for the criminal. They're going to kill somebody. Who cares if they get a gun charge? But the good guy, the good guy on the other hand, he's got something to risk. He might not get a gun. And then when it happens right next to him, he could have stopped it. He can't because he doesn't have a gun. Then his wife gets blown up by fertilizer. It's a trap, and there's no comfort.